What's that? Everything. <laughs> Do tacos get any more kick butt than this? Oh, they're about to, all right. Broadcasting live from multiple locations this week. It's this town with the snitch, Alex Tavlian. It's Jim Veros here. Um, we had an idea this week that we were tired of being inside, but we didn't want to. We didn't want to get in trouble with the cities or the counties or or the national guard or the governor or whoever else was supposed to be in trouble with. So I called in a friend of mine, a friend of ours. Sorry, friend of ours, uh, to have a kind of cool idea this week. And we brought in Yahoo Sports' Mike Asagata, the all-powerful Oz, Mike Oz. We gave him a call and said, hey, how about this? Why don't we, the three of us, do the show, but all three of us will be at a different taco truck. So I called Mike. Mike said, all right, cool, but I'm picking the taco truck. I said, done. So he did. So, Tabs, where are you at right now? I am, I am at the lovely intersection of Herndon and Ingram. I'm at Tacos La Velita uh, over by, there's a car wash right here, just north of Herndon, uh, and they are parked here, and I'm, I'm hanging out here in the parking lot, getting some very unique stares, but uh, I'm enjoying uh, a very nice, very nice taco uh, al pastor uh, with a nice little p- pineapple right on top. Nice. For, for, a, for a north of Herndon taco truck. Right. That place is <laughs> really, I, really good. Mike, because you're the, you're the all-knowing encyclopedia of taco trucks. How many are there north of Herndon that you? I mean, this is obviously one, but are there really that so many the, up here? The the north of Herndon power rankings is like if you're third, you're last kind of thing. Like there's, <laughs> you know, there's maybe like there's, there, there, actually there might be two uh, as far as I know. I just like I like how Oz pulled out the first prize is a brand new Cadillac, second prize is a set of steak knives. Third prize, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> just total, like this. total Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, right Absolutely. there. Just lay it right. <laughs> there's, there's, there's not many guys. There's, I think there's two. I think if I had to say, there's two. All right. Hey. Rarified. So then, so Mike, where are you at? I'm in the Tower District at Dab Tacos. Um, today they are parked on Olive near Palm at the gas station because. And maybe this is something we're going to talk about. The uh, the venues for for food trucks right now are few and far between. So right, right. Everybody's kind of scrambling to to find a spot. And Dab Tacos is they they, they were kind of nomadic in the sense that they would they'd go to a lot of different places. Uh, they've they've kind of hunkered into this being their spot lately. So I'm 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 over here um, hanging in the tower. So and I am in I'm I'm sitting in the parking lot in Old Town Clovis. Behind the Shell gas station, where in plain sight, Tacos El Nini has been here for a couple months, I think. And I have not tried them, and I walk past them every day. But I didn't know what they were, because there wasn't really a sign out there. So when you told me to come out there, um, I I don't want to go. They've been there since, I discovered them when I was doing last year's Soccer Truck Throwdown. True story. We, we, we always do one or two nights where we just go out and drive around and look for taco right. trucks. So this had to be like last August, 
And it was, we had wrapped up. I, I was taking everybody home. And somebody on Instagram was like, hey, you should go to this place in, in Clovis. And it was like two in the morning. And I was like, well, all right, I guess I'll go. Um, and, and I went and I was like, wow, this is actually really good. Um, and they had, they had only been open. Like, that was their first week. So okay. I've been there a few times since. And, you know, like, they've, for, yeah. again, for being right on Clovis Avenue, for yeah. being just kind of there, they don't have, it's just a red trailer with no right. sign or anything. Like, it's pretty damn good, dude. The Autobata there is is top-notch. All right, so you know I'm an Autobata guy, so that's what you told me to get. So I got I got three Autobata tacos, but then I went with the fourth. And I and not Autobotics. This this is usually my my sort of bonus round, sort of, see, to see how someone is. I went with the Langua taco. Langua usually, if you can do Autobata and Langua both well, you're in a you're in a in your own division with very very few other taco trucks, and I'm telling you, these guys knocked it out of the park. I don't want to go blasphemous and say that they're you know that they're better than TJ or or, or uh, Elegante, but like, ooh, they're right there. Like them and Elegante are are one A and one B right now on my list. These these guys are fantastic. The the, the Clovis. Um... The, the Clovis Conference is a little bit bigger than the North of Herndon Conference. Right. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, are you saying that there but, are – are you saying that Clovis may possibly be more ethnically diverse than Northwest Fresno? Um, not, that's not, not Northwest. That's Northwest North, Fresno. Uh, North I'm Fresno. North of Herndon. That's North Fresno. That's North, North of Herndon. Herndon. That's, that's a whole span. That's a big <laughs> real estate. And there is some there is some overlap there because there is Clovis North of Herndon as well. So, there, and there's yeah, nobody Jim. there's nobody in the middle of that bubble. That 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 place does not exist. There is that, nobody that's in the Clovis Venn diagram North where there's no there's no overlap <laughs> yeah. in that Venn diagram. Yeah, no, that, there's not Clovis. there's not anybody there. Just for the but, record, uh, just for the record, Oz, you're agreeing with Alex Tavlian. So go ahead, proceed. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, see, Jim, you and I have talked about how because we went to lunch there once. Uh, Carlitas at what is that Sunnyside and. Yeah. Uh, Toll House is that where that is? Yeah, yeah. So that that was my number one in Clovis for quite a while, but I think I think mm. El Nene is. is I think uh, El Nene. It. I think El Nene has overtaken it. I do. Yeah. I re- I, the only thing that's tough for them right now is they're not allowed to sell soft drinks because that's the deal they had to cut with with the gas station. Mm-hmm. So that so seems, you can that buy seems to be pretty white. That seems to be widespread, though. I mean, that seems to be happening at a lot of a lot of taco setup, taco truck setups. At gas stations, like I, so down the street from my house, along. I think I think we're all at a gas station, by the way. I, I'm, yeah, that's true. Um, and so, like I, like even and like you know, Lavalita here and you know, North of Herndon, like no, you know, no drinks. You had to go into the the convenience store. I go to Five Five Nine Tacos all the time at Herndon and Brawley, which is I, I guess you would count that south of Herndon. Uh, they, you know, they're same thing. You have to go into the gas station they're attached to in order to uh, uh, to get drinks. Um, so it seems to be kind of the bargain they're making to, to set up. Is that is that pretty fair to say, Mike? Yeah, I think it's that, and they get sort of a daily. Because I've asked about this, and uh, you know, how do you how do you do that? And I think they just they you know offer like a daily rate, twenty five to fifty bucks or something, and you set up there, and um, all that stuff kind of gets nomadic too, though, because I've realized that like five five nine street tacos is a good example. Like they were, they started out at, at um, on First and Nice, which if we're talking about how North people were, that was pretty North yeah. for a while there. Yeah, um, and they stopped going there because they got in trouble. 
And then now I just saw today they're going back there. So I think there's sort of like a network of um, gas stations that allow this kind of stuff. And then the taco trucks kind of like, you know, right. rotate into wherever they can find. So <clears throat> because you obviously you've been throwing the taco, uh, taco truck throwdowns and events for quite a while now with the uh, COVID-19 shutdown, how one, how is business? I'm sure it's not great, but for a nomadic business like taco trucks, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Um, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of both. I think, um, you know, taco truck or food trucks in general still, you know, can operate just like restaurants can. Um, some are, you know, doing well. Some have, some have pivoted to doing deliveries. Some have had to find new places. Um, I think the, the, the morsel of knowledge that I've taken from this and, and talking to people is that right now is when you find out um, whether you are have a good following and you can kind of depend on that or if you're somebody who has had success in the past because like you went to gazebo gardens and people will just go there on a Friday or Saturday night so I think the people that are finding success right now are the people that have you know dedicated fans and will go find them whether they're in uh, at Tioga or somewhere else or if they were the people that just kind of like, no one's going to go out of their way to find them. And there's some of those right now. Wow. That's, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> that's a wheat from the chaff kind of deal. Uh, as far as, you know, I, I was hearing that there's been some movement trying to get taco trucks sort of, or food trucks in general, but taco trucks too. With a lot of people driving up and down 99, there's been some efforts to sort of get them involved. And I think you've been involved in this, trying to get them, you know, at some of these truck stops and rest stops where, you know, truck drivers who are having to deliver the food that we're all reliant on at the grocery stores to actually get them fed um, is kind of becoming a little bit burdensome, difficult. Um, is, is, what's that effort been? Jim, did you send him my text message? Is that what happened here? <laughs> I, had, I, 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 had, I, sent Jim. I had him ask the question, not me, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I sent Jim probably the longest text message I've ever sent in my entire life. <laughs> See, Mike, 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 because Alex is actually, well, I would, I would say that he's almost a journalist in most people's eyes. There are some people who don't think he's a journalist, but, but for me, if I would have taken your text message and try to ask a question out of that, I'd still be asking the question. So I gave it to Alex to ask because I know that he he could edit it and just get to the point. I can get to the chase, but yeah, but but, yeah, yeah, it was, it was lengthy. But I will say, I've seen longer, Mike, so don't feel bad. He probably will. For, for other people, yeah, I'm sure. But for me, that was probably like four screenshots. <laughs> well, you probably had to do four or five screenshots to get that whole thing in. Because um, even even myself, I was like, man, I don't know if I'd read this whole text. <laughs> no, I, read like, hey. I, I read it. I read uh, it. Might as well. I, I thought, I thought I, I, listen, I, I was in the middle of a Twitter war myself while you, while, uh, well, that was going on, and and uh, wait, hold on, Jim. Uh, you can't call that a Twitter word. That's not fair to everybody. All right, that was a Twitter slap fight. Just let it be. All right. Uh, so, so, so I'm in the middle of my own thing, and then I, I thought I thought Oz was coming with like with something about it, and nope, it was no. about taco trucks on the side of the freeway. I, All right, I, let's do it. I just thought you would enjoy the. You know, and the story better be really good after all this. After all this build up, I better give you guys a good answer on this. But uh, one more, one more caveat, really, just throw on top of this before I forget, is um, I I remember vividly a a young Alex Tablian. Um, he w- he went on a little random taco tour with me at one yeah. point too, and 
All I remember is that we drove past some place like an upside down airplane in in oh, Carruthers. So so Carruthers. So, and, so yeah, backstory. Yeah, so when I when so. Mike and I, as folks may or may not know, we we were colleagues at the Fresno Bee back. This is 2012, and I was moving to go to UC Davis, and I I had a bucket list of things I wanted to knock out before I moved. Not thinking I would actually. I mean, I was thinking I was going to come back home, but I figured this is my best opportunity. I got like six months to waste. You know, just working and doing nothing else. I wasn't going to school, and uh, and so he took me on a tour of all of the taco trucks not in the city of Fresno. I think the only one we went to that qualifies was like on Jensen. Um, everywhere else was like in Selma, and uh, we didn't go out to Sanger, but like Selma, Carruthers, just unincorporated Fresno County. It was fantastic. It was the greatest day until I got home and had the world's <laughs> worst heartburn. <laughs> I've never, I've never lived like a like a boomer in the middle of a tums commercial more than the end of that day when i got home and i'm just like grabbing my chest and like reaching for the pepto bismol and the tums because i'd had so many tacos that day but it was a highlight highlight day in fresno County. my the, the only thing i remember is the upside down plane i just remember that we ventured into somewhere that had we're like huh is that plane like i swear to god i gave um, the, i swear to god i gave this topic to tab so that we could get the question out and an answer, and it's just gone. It's this just is gone. this is me just avoiding the question. Right. I'm just throwing so, new things so in front of you guys. So, so damn it, Oz! Can I get tacos uh, yeah, somewhere so, in Shafter or not? <laughs> all right. So uh, the I'll, I will try not to make this as long as my message, Jim. But um, it, it was it was qu- it's quite a story of, of how bureaucracy works. So. Like three weeks ago, I got a call from um, the California Trucking Association, which. As, as far as I could tell, it's kind of a lobbying group for, for truck drivers um, in Sacramento. And they, they sort of presented the problem, which is, as you said, you know, supply chain needs to move. Not a lot of restaurants. Trucks can't really go through drive throughs um, We need to give them places to, to eat. So what if we bring food trucks into, into truck stops or rest stops, um, specifically the state rest stops? So around here, there's one in Kingsburg, there's one in Tulare, and there's one if you go, you know, out like sort of Kalinga area that would be Fresno mm-hmm. there's a Fresno County one out there um, and I said yeah you know taco trucks food trucks don't have a lot of places to go right now um, I think this is a you know good idea and they basically said hey will you, will you join us on this little committee and talk about it so it was me a guy like me in Sacramento a guy like me in LA and a guy like me in the Bay Area and we sort of went through like a lot of the stuff that you would ask about you know how does this work how, how are the trucks how are the truck drivers going to know what food trucks are there? Like, what hours, you know, are we going to run this? Um, you know, how do we, can we do online ordering? What safety precautions? Like, all this kind of stuff. And we, we spent, you know, like, again, four or five meetings on this. Um, and so we kind of knew the executive order was going to come down from the governor. And then it did last Thursday. Um, and then we, we had a meeting the next day and we were told, we're just waiting for Caltrans to um, okay this thing. And then we'll turn it over to you guys. And at that point, I had a couple trucks that were interested in doing it. Uh, because the way it was presented to me was that, you know, my, my group, Fresno Street Eats, would be the ones kind of organizing it. Um, and, okay, cool. And then so Caltrans sends out their press release the next day, blindsided all of us, and it was like, Caltrans is in charge of this. Um, here's all the, here's, here's the permit you have to get. Here's all the steps you have to take to do this. Um, you know, here's how you get scheduled, blah, 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 blah. And we're just like, huh? Like, no, none of us had even known anything about this. Um, that, that Caltrans was going to do this. And so I, I've since talked to Caltrans a little bit, but my main takeaway from it, and, and this is what I, the points I made to the group was, 
Um, if you're going to require people to get another permit to do this, if you're going to add like another layer of regulation, uh, it's going to be really hard. You know, the, the the first time I went and looked at their their application, it was like six pages. There wasn't even a thing that's like, here's where you download the application. And I told them that I was like, I wouldn't even know where to find it right. like, and, and download it. And they, they said they're going to make some tweaks, but it's just not, it's not very, uh, it's not a smooth thing to do. And especially when you're talking about like something that's only going to happen for 60, 60 days, it's like an emergency thing. Um, I think everybody's like heart is in the right place, but I think in terms of an execution, uh, it's one of those moments where you're like, huh, like, you know, you guys could have just made this a lot easier and we could be doing it right now, but because it's like government stuff, um, you know, there's just all these layers on top of it that, that make it, you know, either one unrealistic or two not worth the hassle. So going forward, uh, obviously we're hearing uh, most states, including California, is starting to put together committees to sort of get us back to normal. Not right, you know, obviously mm -hmm. there's, there's going to be a ramp up period over here, most likely uh, throughout the summer. Um, where do you wait? You guys didn't even you guys didn't even comment on the story. What's that? that well, all that and you just went right past it. Or was I, just a, I, I, I was I was I was going to give you a little bit of a preamble here, but uh, all right. Oh, okay, good, good, good. So, so with <laughs> you're the writer in all of us. All right, <laughs> I didn't know I had to do cliff notes with Mike Oz today, but all right, fine. Um, with the governor starting to relax restrictions and people getting out more. Do you see those types of restrictions so that you can put together groups like that? Uh, obviously, like when I'm driving down to Los Angeles, I stop at the Flying J uh, in Shafter. Obviously, there's all sorts of travel uh, uh, travel centers between here and there. Is it as simple as the governor or, or Caltrans or someone is going, yeah, go ahead. But like, if you were the commissioner, how, how do you expedite that? I, I think it's as simple as saying, like, if you have a permit already from some government body, uh, which out here, you know, it's the counties. The counties are the ones that regulate food trucks. So if you have a if you have a permit in Fresno County, then if there's a, you know, a, a, a state rest stop in, in California, in that county, you should be able to go. Like, I, I don't I don't think it needs like an additional layer of, of regulation. I think uh, we saw it a couple of years ago, like Fresno, the city of Fresno tried to like jump into the regulation of food trucks and that got really messy um i i put up a good fight about that against that one and i, I won thankfully right. um but i i don't know i just i just don't see why if, you, if you're looking at it from like a if this is an actual emergency that we care about then why don't we just do the quickest thing with the least amount of added red tape um i'm, I'm not saying that you that anybody can just pull up and, and sell food it's like if this rest right. stop, this state rest stop, for instance, and if they just say, okay, we're going to, we're going to give jurisdiction to whatever County this is. And if a food truck is, is permitted in that County, they're permitted here. Sounds like an easy solution to it. I mean, who, who needs to be on, in your corner on this? Like what, what elected officials can put heat on the agency to make this happen? Uh, that was that was why I texted yeah. you. That was my question. A lot of to you. don't like a lot of electeds don't like me right now, so I'm probably the wrong guy. But uh, and make that um, double for me. So, um, <laughs> well, so the, but but the thing that the thing that I realized was just, and this is this is the lesson of it all, was that like the people that I was dealing with the trucking association, 
like either just hadn't talked to the right person at Caltrans because when I talked to Caltrans, they're like, yeah, we didn't even know you guys are doing this. <laughs> and if we had known that, maybe we would have done this differently. Yeah, like and not like, said anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, so I uh, my my takeaway was maybe this isn't a good use of my time. <laughs> so, so, so speaking of things that are a good use of your time, you obviously nice segue. Oh, you're welcome. I'm getting good at this, man. The same. So speaking of time, uh, you know, obviously Fresno Street Eats. Very, you, know, you guys are really beginning to. You're very robust, number one, in terms of just the the encyclopedic knowledge you have, number one, of the taco game, but also the other food trucks that are not taco related. And during this window, what are you guys working on right now? That's not obviously rest stop related for for truckers uh, trying to you know haul stuff around the state. What, what's happening kind of more closer to home? Yeah, it's it's a, it was a very interesting time for us because we were supposed to have Fresh Fest on march 21st so i feel like we were one of the first people in fresno to like postpone something and we got a lot of heat like the day we did and then we had fresno street eats that same week i think we postponed fresh fest on a wednesday and then we had fresno street eats our uh friday the 13th thing on, on a friday and that was at the time when you can only have 250 people at something so we had to do the thing where we counted at the door let a couple people in at a time and um that Although that was like a month ago, that one, it seems like three months ago. And that seems like just a ridiculous concept that we had 250 people at one place at a time and people waiting to get in. Um, but I, I, I came away from that day like, oh, we're not doing this again. This is going to be a whole different world. So uh, my my first like sort of pivot out of this was just to drop the events, period. Like we kind of postponed everything we were doing. We had some good stuff coming up um, and hopefully we'll get back to them. But um I, I just strictly went into like, we're going to be a resource for people looking for food trucks and we're going to be a resource for these food trucks who, you know, the venues are drying up and they've dried up extremely since then. So I've, I've put a lot of my um, event uh, time into just sort of curating a list of which food trucks are at which place every day um, and posting that on social media and doing that in uh, some of those Facebook groups that are, you know, Fresno Clovis local business or the COVID-19 resource and just trying to direct people to like where you can find some of these food trucks just because, you know, a lot of them for the most part are, you know, a, a husband, a wife, and maybe like one employee or maybe not even an employee or, you know, a, a family of four. And, the, you know, some of them have other jobs. And I think the ones that aren't out right now are the people that have other jobs and they're just not even doing the food truck. But the ones that are, that's like their full-time job are the ones that I kind of felt the, the worst for because all of a sudden they had nowhere to go so um you know i've been sort of trying to get the word out where i can using our social following uh, we have pretty good instagram following so you know kind of using that and um some of them have actually done quite well we've we've had you know more people out of tioga recently just like sort of on, on the streets and right around there because tioga is open for it to go so it's well like, I, I... come get some to go beer get some to go food and you know take well and we're obviously when we uh when we post this episode we'll tag every uh every elected out there to get them to listen and, and maybe uh, this will be the start of something that they can get behind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's important. But other things we need to talk to Oz about, very important, yeah. the non-existent 2020 Major League Baseball season. What the, <laughs> what the hell is going on? I think, I think uh, everything you're hearing right now, to put this sort of shortly and bluntly, is just people with ideas. I don't think anybody knows anything. Um, I think it's much like anything else right now. Everyone's like, well, if this happens, then we could do this. And if this happens, maybe we could do that. And, 
You know, worst case scenario, we could do this. Best case scenario, we could do that. I don't think there's any one plan. I think that a lot of the stuff you hear, um, either whether it's, you know, stuff we're writing about or other sites are writing about or people are tweeting about, it's, you know, this is what this one person said. And sometimes it's somebody in the league office. Sometimes it's Scott Boris. Sometimes it's somebody from a team. And, you know, as you guys know, when you deal with, you know, different jurisdictions of politics and different levels of politicians, like everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a plan that they think is going to work. But I think right now there's not one plan that everyone's like, yeah, this is this is the thing. Um, and I think with, with baseball, the, the tricky part of it is, you know, you have to get the players union and you have to get the league to agree on something. Um, and the stickiest point of all is going to be compensation. And, you know, the owners don't they're not going to want to play pay players full salaries um, if, you know, there's not fans there that, that support it. Um, you know, if, it, if it's just like fanless games, then they're not going to want, you know, to pay anything close to it. And well, then players are going to have to be like, well, is it worth it for me to to quarantine myself and be away from my family for months? And I'm not, uh, none of it, I none of it. I have, I've yet to hear something that sounds realistic. Well, and I'm not asking you to uh, be Tony Clark here, but <laughs> if, if you if you were in charge of the players union. Would you tell them to take the haircut or would you tell them to dig in your heels and say a season is a season you're paying me? I don't know, man. It's tough because like the, the thing about the thing about this is you're talking about so many people, you know, if it's basketball, like it's, it's a little easier, right? Cause you have like nine, 10 guys on the team. Baseball, you're talking about 25 people. And you know, some of them are like 22 years old and probably don't care about doing the, pandemic season where they don't get to see their you know families and just live in hotel room and some of them are older guys with kids and they're like no way i'm gonna do that for three or four months and not see my family so it's, it's hard i think to come across with like a, a unilateral thing that makes sense um i do think from a public perception standpoint i would say that baseball players digging their heels in and being like no we're not we're not going to play unless we get paid our entire amount like, I don't think that's a PR war that you win because most people already think baseball players are overpaid for, you know, playing a kid's game. And if you're like, we're not going to play unless we get our, you know, $25 million a year, um, I think it's only going to make the players. All worse. right, does Mookie, does Mookie Betts play one game for the L.A. Dodgers? <laughs> I, I think we get something. Okay. You know, whether it's, my question. Whether yeah. it's like a, you know, a, a sort of tournament you know, in October or something like, I feel like we're going to get something um, just because that, that's just, I don't know. It's, it's such a big industry and there's so much involved in it. And so many people and so many TV rights and sponsorships and all of those things to, to just not do it um, for, for again, very long season. So, you know, to, to not do anything by like October, I don't know. I'm curious. I, I do like you think that, you know, major league baseball adopts kind of like a world world baseball classic, style tournament maybe a little more expansive not quite as you know sudden death you know i think i'd be honest with it that feels like a ratings hit for tv because there's a lot less going on but but what do you think i'm i'm of the belief uh, that like they should just use this time to try any stupid idea they have like any (laughs) anything they've ever kind of wanted to do and be like you know it's already a lost season like it doesn't really whatever happens doesn't really you know count because everyone's gonna always throw an asterisk on it anyway um but, you know, if you've ever wanted to do the, let's see what five inning games look like, go for it. Like, you know, if you ever wanted to do whatever, we did a whole thing on this a while back at Yahoo, just sort of going through, like, different 
you know, crazy ideas. And I am, I am wholeheartedly of the belief of like, how can you do a March Madness style tournament? And, you know, even if it's just the same kind of thing where you do, Hey, it's going to happen in four cities and there's going to be four sort of, right. you know, sectors of it. And then eventually it's going to go down to like a final four and they're all in one city kind of a thing. And, and it's just one game after another, you know, you just play and the next game goes and the next game goes. I mean, it may not be ideal for, for teams and it may not be ideal for players, but fans would love it, man. And I think if the, the one thing baseball could have going for itself is like, if it's the only sport that can, that can pull off something like that and it's the only sport we can watch. I mean, look, look what the Jordan documentary right. is doing numbers wise. Um, it would, it would be great for baseball because it's a sport that, you know, I think for the last 20 years has been taking just a variety of L's in the, in the public perception standpoint. Um, so it, it is that time where like you can either, you know, win back some fans you lost, or you have a chance to win people that never liked you to begin with uh, some of these younger fans. And, and they could be like, Oh, well this Mookie Betts guy is great. Or, or uh, you know, wow, I didn't know Christian Ellis was so good or, or whatever it is. Uh, I, I think there is an opportunity there. for baseball. I mean, Tuesday night home run derbies. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean like, I swear to God, if you, if you had a squad of, you know, of, um, if you put together just from each division, right? I would watch it. I don't even care. Tuesday night's home run derby for an hour and a half. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm watching yeah. every minute. And you know who else is watching it? Vegas. Vegas is watching yeah. it. And they're taking every damn bet on that home run derby. You got to put stuff out there, not only for us to watch, but for the degenerates to gamble on. Because Vegas <laughs> is bleeding right now. And you've got to listen. I'll, I'll say this too: the and I'm I'm I am right at the age where I am have zero interest in this. This is a very old guy take of me now that I'm forty. Um, I, I, I I'm have, forty. <laughs> yeah, come on, Andy, come on. I, the I try to be pretty current in a lot of things, you know. Right. The one thing I've never understood is the idea that I'm going to watch somebody else play video games. Like that that is not that not entertainment to me. However, like. <laughs> Some of where they have this this baseball league where the players play against each other and it'll be the show. Um, I haven't actually watched the games, but I've watched kind of like the highlight reel of it, and like it's pretty cool, man. Like it's pretty cool to see them talking trash to each other, and you know we, we get that sort of connection from player to player, and like even that even that is kind of cool. So I think anything you could do to to you know give people something to watch one, but then also put like just a new twist on it. Like take what we love about baseball and, and put it in like a modern twist. And I think people would respond to it right now. Mike, I watched marble racing. Jim, Jim, not, Jim is a desperate <laughs> man. He's looking for, I not only, not only do I need something to watch, but I need something to gamble on and don't get it twisted. Tabs is the I same see. guy. He's gambling. He's gambling. Just as I'm much very, as me. I'm very, so I'm very I'm encouraged by the mayor of Las Vegas <laughs> wanting to open everything up yet yeah, tomorrow. Like, yes! even though I know yes! it's, it's, it's one of those things you know it's terrible for you, but you need it. Oh, it's a horrible God. idea, but it's great right now. Anything, <laughs> anything beats right now. But, but uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'd be, I'd be curious, like how many people. I, I'll say this with, with like the video game, you know, viewership. You know, I, I've been watching some of these, some of these live streams. Because, again, I'm running out of things to watch, too. Netflix only has eight episodes of Tiger King, and eventually you run out of that. Um, it, it, I didn't think I would wind up being that guy who would watch them, and I, I have started to, and I'm regretting every life decision I've made because these guys have to be making some decent money, some of these guys, 
who are playing some of these video games. Uh, but it's cool seeing like the, the athletes participating too, certainly in baseball and also in basketball, um, where they're, you know, where they're getting in, they're sort of like having to do something while they're waiting for their, their league to get back up, you know, running again. If they were playing, and what I, if they were playing Japanese baseball right now, I'd be watching. Is it Chinese? Well, they're playing yeah. uh, Chinese, Chinese baseball yeah. with no fans. Right, which there was a brawl the other day. I watched the brawl. Yeah. There was, there was yeah. a fight. Yeah. I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting, though, like, and, and going back to baseball a little bit, and, um, like, and maybe I don't know if this affects you guys and sort of the, the level of baseball that you're on, but, like, in baseball Twitter, like, you know, where I exist of just people just complaining about baseball all day, like, the number one gripe is the, the league doesn't do enough to um, promote the players or, you know, kind of highlight the players or whatever. And I, I think one of the things you've learned is that, like, you don't need these ads that, like, you know, dudes at marketing firms are thinking up, like, let them play a video game and slap a headset on them and, and the players are going to market themselves. Right, um, which which goes again to the idea of like mic up everybody, man. Mic them up on the field. It's it's great when it happens in the in the in the spring training games. Like that's the kind of stuff. Not like hey, let's come up with this. And as much as I love to let the kids play commercial or whatever, like that's not going to be the stuff where the where the players authentically come out. They're going to authentically you know be themselves when we're talking about like these twenty five year olds. Who were playing video games on Twitch and talking trash to each other? Well, and I think people like that, that's who they are. Well, and people liked it during spring training. I do believe it was Chris Bryant with the Chicago Cubs uh, was mic'd up during spring training, and they, he he talked a little bit of trash about the Astros before a pitch, and people loved it. Um, yeah, him below well, Rizzo, him and Rizzo, but it was Rizzo who said the thing about the Astros. It was Rizzo, right? And then on the field, they were just they were going back and forth with each other. Right. And it's great, man. Like 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 this is the time for baseball to do all that stuff. Just. Yeah, anything, anything's right. a, a victory well, over nothing right now. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, Mike, hey, we appreciate you coming on, and we'll be checking back in with you and following up on this whole taco truck issue as uh, as the executive orders start becoming now, less and less. me wrong, Jim. Uh, Hold on real quick. Mike, you have, you have something coming up, though, related to Fresno Street Eats in the next couple days here, right? We are we are launching a new thing. Oh, I don't even plug yeah, City Gym. There. Sometimes you got to let the guests plug their deal. <laughs> no, that's totally yeah, you just my fault. Walked all over. Totally my fault. Well, I I missed my chance to plug it earlier. So no, no, go ahead. I was just gonna t- I was just gonna take that out. But um, yeah, we so I, I think as it pertains to Fresno Street Eats, what we've realized is that even when things open up, we're not gonna be able to have our our Friday night. Um, you know, things at Tioga, we're getting like twenty five hundred people out there or whatever. Um, so we we've sort of pivoted a little bit into like how do we make at least for right now you know smaller events where people can come out and support the food trucks and get to go orders and you know maybe when it opens up a little bit it's not as much of a to-go thing but it's you know just just smaller hubs of of food so we're trying the first one of those this friday at the vineyard farmers market uh we have four trucks coming out and it's like 11 to 2 kind of pick up lunch and and go type thing i think what we've you know current situation is like it, it's too much to ask, I think, if you live in Clovis to be like, hey, go downtown to Tioga and, and pick up your food and take it back. Um, so I think if we do more stuff kind of where people where people are, um, you know, I think that that would be helpful for both the people who, you know, are kind of stuck in their neighborhoods and then, you know, the food trucks, again, who don't have places to go. So we're uh, we're trying out some of those things. So anybody hears this and they have, you know, a place they want some food trucks to go, hit me up. Excellent. 
That's a plug. That's a, oh, and that's where, a plug. Where, can, where can people where can people find <laughs> Forza Street Eats on? I'm uh, assuming Facebook and Instagram, right? Yeah, so Instagram's like our main spot um, at Fresno Street Eats, and then Fresno Street Eats on on Facebook. But we really we do really well on on Instagram. So that's uh, kind of been like oh, the main hub. Make, of it make all. sure to give Fresno Street Eats a double tap every post. That's the way. That's, yeah, yeah. What's, what's crazy to me is like our our following has gone up a ton like in the last six weeks or so. Or not six weeks. Well, yeah, been, everybody's been, at home. I feel like it's been six weeks. Right? How long is it? Um, Three weeks? I don't know. <laughs> However long it's been, <laughs> however long it's been, we're still getting a ton of followers. So I, I think I think that speaks well to like the fact that people are either they're looking at the pictures and dreaming about being outside, or they're actually like, okay, let's let's you know try to find some semblance of normal life um, by going to our favorite food truck and then just bringing it home. Um, but yeah, people are people are still really engaged yeah. in it, so that's cool. All right. Well, Alex, take uh, us home. Mike, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for giving us these awesome picks uh, for these terrific taco trucks, even the one north of Herndon. Um, you can find him. That's a good, that's oh, a good it was taco delicious. truck, man. Wrong. Absolutely delicious. Um, you can find him online. You yes. can find him at Mike Oz on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, Fresno Street Eats on Instagram as well. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Townies, we will see you next week. This town is a lonely town Not the only town like this town This town is a make-you town Or a break-you town and bring